0: I started talking to him about how you know martial arts and stretching. I never even said a word to him about about rock and roll. Even well, you though I wanted to Miguel go, rough. yeah, I knew <laughs> who he was. Absolutely, I just saw him on stage. I actually wanted to ask him for a job, but I didn't. Right, but so 18 months later, I'm actually working for him because I met a gentleman that was a drum tech uh, for him, and uh, he was with the Beach Boys. And when Dave left Van Halen, uh, he introduced me to the Dave Camp, and I ended up 18 months later working for Dave. So it's kind of a weird. Weird thing, right? So this is like eight, 1986 or so.
1: And now he gets a job, listen to this, for Van Halen, number six.
0: And then in 95, I start working for Van Halen, right? So I'm working for Dave, I'm working for Van Halen. Neither know that I'm working for the other because I didn't want to get fired. So, you know, so that's kind of how it kind of just intertwined. And then in 95, when I was working for Van Halen, we decided to put Alex on In Ears. And that's kind of how Ultimate Ears started.
1: And just like Ringo Starr, who couldn't hear the band... Listen to how this Jerry Harvey gets picked to become an inventor by Alex Van Halen, the drummer for Van Halen. Let's go to number seven.
0: Basically, so, that, so I hear the story is that so Alex and Eddie came to you and said we're basically going deaf. What do we do, right? Yeah, well... it this is what happens. Right? It was, well, Alex was, was going deaf because he had... Eddie's guitar cabinet blaring behind him. He had these two big PA systems uh, behind him, so he's had you know he was just getting killed with uh, volume, and it sounded really bad out front because all this stuff is going through the drum mics. And number eight, uh, they wanted to to save the rest of Alex's hearing, so we decided to try to put him on in ear monitors. Well, it didn't go so well because he's you know even though he had had some. You know he have been around loud music the guy's got an amazing ear and he can hear tonality and everything else so as soon as there was two companies back then that that in the uh, beginning had started putting basically either a balanced armature uh, in a silicone mold or a, basically a sony diaphragm in a mold and called them you know in-ear monitors and number nine so we we get him a set of each and he listens to the first set plays about four four beats takes them out throws them down puts a second set in plays about four beats and goes these things sound horrible he goes you know i suggest we find something better and i said well they don't make anything better and he goes well maybe you should figure out how to make something better then and he gets up and walks off his drum kit so and next that's kind of how i started down the path <laughs> i never it all comes back to to, yeah time. i didn't want to build anything i never thought about it but it was just i was kind of instructed you know to do it and i wanted to keep my gig so you know i decided <laughs> i was going to build something to sound it better
1: and number eleven.
0: I realized, you know, by starting to experiment with uh, the components, that one component couldn't do the complete frequency response from lows to high. You could have, with the balanced armature, it was kind of a hearing aid driver, basically a hot rodded hearing aid speaker. <laughs> you could get, uh, you could get good lows, not lows, but low mids, mids, and highs, but no real sub bass. And then with the, the diaphragm speaker that's in a Sony bud, you get nice lows, but you couldn't get any top end extension. So in twelve. I realized that, you know, looking up at the PA system, it wasn't rocket science. I was like, well, you know, we've been putting multiple, you know, lows, mids, and highs with crossovers in big, big speakers. Why can't we do it in a miniature earphone? So, I started just researching and trying to find miniature components, and uh, landed a gentleman named Rick Zanardo at a company called Knowles became my liaison, and uh, he was sending me samples. I would put them on the analyzer with it was modeling clay and an analyzer mic and you know, shoot pink noise through it and see what the frequency response was.
1: And an engineer wouldn't do this because they know it can't be done. You actually need to not be the engineer because then you don't have your own knowledge blocking you from changing the world. Number 13.
0: So I found a driver that was suitable for mids and highs, but I couldn't find a driver that had the capacity for live performance for low-frequency uh, uh, reproduction. So I get a call from Rick. He goes, hey, I I found this thing in the armature armature cemetery. He goes, it's a pacemaker.
1: And finally, number 14.
0: Speaker, he goes, what it's for is if uh, if someone has a pacemaker, it has to emit a 140 dB tone or 130 dB tone through their chest to let them know that they're going to get uh, zap, so they might want to sit down, right? So I was like, cool, send it to me. So I shoot peak noise through it, you know, and all of a sudden I'm like, wow, this thing's a perfect bass driver, right? So then I made a little crossover and popped him into Alex's ears. He smiled and I was like, wow, you know, so that's kind of how that just, you know, it was just trial and error and, you know, a lucky call from Rick and, and that's kind of how it all came together and that was the first... UE5, the uh, first two-way air monitor.
1: Don't you love how self-deprecating, how humble Jerry Harvey is? Because he's not an engineer. He didn't set out in life to do this, but he did it. And same thing for Jack O'Neill, inventing the wetsuit because he was cold in the ocean. He's not an engineer, but wait till you hear him talk about his aw shucks. I was just lucky. Just like Jerry Harvey. Just like the people who change the world they don't wake up in the morning and say i'm going to change the world but they do and that means each of us can do it as well i'll tell you my story as well as you need to hear from the great jack o'neill talking about how he started the whole idea of surfing in the wintertime because he invented something called a wetsuit we'll hear more of that coming up next on the weekend warrior show here on 710 ESPM. espn